welcome to Tony Talks. I have, Thank you. <laughs> I have Kia Ahadi here with me. Me and Kia met uh, just this year, actually, at UPWLA 2019. Um, he is a fitness professional lifestyle coach. And uh, Kia, can you please tell us uh, a little bit more about yourself? Um, how you doing, Alan? Doing well, doing well. <laughs> Um, sure, man. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, the way I would describe myself in, in a one liner would be that fitness is what I do mm. and music is who I am. So, um, I, I'm very passionate about those, those two things and I try to bring that into my daily life however I can. Um, I'm currently living in Toronto, Canada and, uh, I was born in Tehran and I uh, came here when I was 11 years old and currently been working in the fitness industry for about 12 years. I've been doing music since seven years old, but started releasing um, solo tracks only recently, uh, a few months ago. And um, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And, and um, you know, for for those listening, uh, I it was really interesting how me and Kia met because I was talking to another friend at UPW and we we're all crewing together, and then uh, uh, Kia came down and he had he had to replace the friend I was talking to. Uh, her post is what it was, so mm-hmm. it was just by chance that we got to uh, chat and kind of get mm-hmm. like me get to know Kia a little bit, what what was going on, and where where he was at, and. Um, you know, he had a beautiful share that we're going to share today on, on the podcast. But uh, yeah, it, w- it was really <laughs> wonderful to be able to catch you. And of course, a fellow Canadian. How amazing is that? <laughs> amazing, right? And don't you love those coincidences, you know, how the universe like makes that stuff happen? You absolutely. Know? It, was, it was amazing how we met. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us, like fitness is a big part of your life. How did mm-hmm. you get started in the fitness uh, routine or area or industry? What what kind of got you started and what keeps you going? Um, so when I was uh, younger, um, I was born with a condition. So um, I had the I had my ureter, uh, which is the tube that goes from kidney to bladder. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, it was twisted. Like that's just how I was born. So. When I was seven years old, I had one kidney stone. They took it out. They fixed the problem. And I just continued my life as a normal kid after that. Um, but fast forward, I'm, I'm 15 years old now. And like this is when I was really skinny. And I was just a skinny kid trying to gain weight. So I started hitting the gym. I started eating and doing all the things that you know I thought would contribute to that. And it took me a little while to put on a little bit of muscle, maybe 10 pounds. <laughs> it took me a long time to do that. But then uh, what happened was that life kind of hit me with a curveball. And um, I was playing soccer a lot at the time. And I was on my school soccer team. And every time I'd come home from practice, I'd notice like something weird. Um, when I went to the bathroom, I don't want to get too graphic about it, but then uh finally when i was 17 years old one day i just couldn't ignore it i have a pretty high tolerance for pain so Mm. 
I really wanted to play it off and I really didn't want to deal with anything, you know, with hospitals and stuff like that. And I knew if I mentioned something like that to my mom, she'll just freak out. But what happened was that I went to the bathroom and it was like all blood. Ooh. And it was at a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And uh, I just went and mentioned it to her. And as soon as she saw it, oof, she freaked. And thank God she freaked because we went to the hospital. They did a whole bunch of tests, x-rays. And they're like, you need surgery immediately. Wow. Uh, you have kidney stones. And this is why you're seeing blood mm. every time you go to the bathroom because um, – you know, it's scratching the walls of your kidney. So emergency surgery, they're like, it's going to take you two weeks to recover. You'll be out before you know it. At the time, it was um, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. Mm. And, um, you know, we did the first surgery. They said that there would be like three or four stones in there and then ended up taking out like, I think, 10 stones at the time. Mm. Um, and then, you know, they basically suggested that you know, we do a bunch of tests just to make sure that everything is fine, but you'll be released in two weeks. Um, so just for the sake of this podcast, I don't want to get too much into it. So I'd rather uh, cut the long story short. What was supposed to be a two-week stay at the hospital and four kidney stones ended up being six months stay in the hospital, wow. eight surgeries back to back. And 65 kidney stones removed. Wow. So um, there were all these little pockets within my kidney where there was like stones that they couldn't find. So they had to set cameras in there. It was, it was crazy. It was wow. crazy. And um, yeah, that was a big, big thing. Because like imagine like a 17-year-old kid who's active playing soccer. And all of a sudden, you don't see the light of day for six months and you're at bed rest. You know? Wow. So what was a really turning point for me is when I got out of the hospital. So now after six months, I got out, came home, and I never forget this day, Alan. Mm. I came home and I looked at myself in the mirror. And that moment, I just like looked at myself in my eyes. I saw how pale my face was, how skinny I was. I was literally skin and bone. So... Mm -hmm. I just decided that moment, I'm like, that's not me. That's not what I look like. And I'm going to turn this around. Like, this is not what I'm going to look like. Amazing. And uh, from that moment on, I just went into, like, full-out physical, emotional, mental transformation. Like, just overdrive. And at the time, I was uh, reading one of Tony's books, and I came across Awaken the Giant Within, and I was reading that book, and I was just intense mode, just like want to change my life. I go to the gym at the most random times, like early morning or like sometime in the afternoon where I knew nobody else would be there, mm. uh, you know, and I just was eating six to eight times a day, like just stuffing my face because I was skinny. And in one year, I put on 50 pounds. Wow. Uh, completely transformed my life uh, in every way, like mentally, emotionally, and just determined to do that, you know? Um, so I think that was the biggest thing that kind of gave me that extra drive to make a change and actually make a transformation. Wow, wow. And it's amazing how when we 
see something and we just not not only not satisfied but kind of disgusted with what we see right within Mm -hmm. ourselves necessarily that we go ahead and we make that decision no more this is it we're not Mm -hmm. gonna you know this this is not who i am you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a change right now and i'm gonna keep moving forward that that moment for you happened when you looked yourself in the mirror coming back from the Mm -hmm. hospital yeah, it's amazing how powerful that is, you know. Uh, Jim Rohn actually says this. He says one of the best days in your life is the day where you're disgusted with, with your life, with something in your life, because that's desperation. Then you have no other way. You're, you, you, you got that leverage. You want to change. You want to make, you know, you want to turn it around. So I'm grateful for that, you know, now, mm-hmm. looking back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you continued your fitness journey. It wasn't just so much as you adding the 50 pounds or telling yourselves no more and changing your complete body. You actually Mm -hmm. went on to do shows and these sorts of things. Tell us a little bit more about like your journey there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It it, like, honestly, I look at transformation as a lifelong journey. It's, there's no point that you can get to and be like, okay, I'm great. You know? I'm, I'm going to stop going to the gym because I look great right now. That doesn't happen. Your goals keep changing. You keep evolving. You, you keep moving forward in life. And, and everything, your perspective changes, right? So that was just the beginning. That was like what ignited everything. And what happened was that it, it got me really interested now. So now I put on a little bit of muscle, but I'm like, eh, I'm not sure if, you know, if I'm maximizing what I can do. So at the time, I went and got a trainer. I think I was 19 years old at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I booked myself with him three times a week. I was doing three times a week on my own. So training six times a week. And I was applying everything. And, like, and, and I picked his brain. Like, I wanted to learn. And this guy was one of the bodybuilding gurus in Canada. His name is Darren Oliver. I'm very grateful to him because he taught me a lot more than, you know, I even learned in my six years in kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about technique and form and posture and symmetry and proportion performance you know what i mean versus aesthetics so um you know really got into it i trained with him for a year and he's the one who planted in my mind the seed that hey kia you should go for fitness modeling and at the time i was like what the hell is fitness modeling (laughs) i don't even know what it is right started showing me pictures he started showing me magazines he's like i see you doing this your physique like you know, you could do stuff like this and I think you're going to do great. And he just planted the seed in my mind. And at the time, honestly, I just wanted a good physique and I didn't really care about, you know, anything like that. Um, and at the time, I was still like reading a lot of Tony stuff and started listening to audiobooks, And I was getting really inspired, but it was nothing that I was planning for. Mm. So another thing that happened is that in 2013, I attended um, UPW ah, okay. for the first time nice. in New York. Um, and what happened right before that is Darren, my coach at the time, he passed away. Oh, so I was kind of like, and he was 45 years old, healthy guy, fit. And it just kind of messed me up a little bit about my view on life because my uncle was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and he passed at 45 years old and Darren 
uh, who was fit and healthy also passed at 45. I was like, what is this? Like, what is this life? Then, you know, why am I supposed to do good? Why am I supposed to eat healthy and take care of myself if it doesn't make a difference? And at the time, it was such a critical time that I went to UPW because it shifted my brain. And it just gave me that why, that purpose behind it. Like, because I never wanted to do a fitness show, but then all of a sudden it clicked because uh, previous to that UPW, I kind of tried to explore the options. And I remember this one guy telling me that, yeah, you're not going to get printed in magazines because of your scars, like your scars on your kidney. Like I have huge scars. And he's like, well, they're not going to print you. You won't be published. You can do the show, but you're not going to win. And, uh, you know, you, there's no chance of you being published and at upw it all just came together it all clicked for me i was mm-hmm. like okay i'm doing this for darren because he believed in me and he planted the seed in my mind there's a reason he was in my life and he did that and i'm also doing this for all the people that are going through health challenges and health problems and medical conditions and you know and they think that they can't have a normal life or you know, for all the other people that, you know, hear no one, they say you can't do this and you can't do that. So that just gave me extra drive. I'm like, okay, you said I can't be published. You said I can't win a show. Let me give this a try. <laughs> so shortly after that UPW, I did my first fitness show. Um, I, I got third place in Central Canadian Championships. Uh, did a second show a few months after that. I got second place. <laughs> and then... In 2000, uh, late 2013, um, there was the Fitness Star World Championships. And I was like, this is the one. This is, this is it. So I started, I took four months and specifically trained for that show. My nutrition was on point, training six days a week, um, doing cardio every single day, just mentally emotionally locked in listening to Tony's podcast and, and, and his um, audio books every single day, you know, putting on Rocky soundtrack and going for a run <laughs> in the morning, like you name it. I gave it my all and I dedicated those four months like to, to Darren. And what happened was that 2013, I did the fitness star world championships in Metro Toronto convention center in Toronto. And I took home first place out of 35 like incredible athletes amazing and, yeah thank you amazing. uh so that was beautiful and 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 that led me into a great career as a professional fitness model i got published in like seven or eight different magazines they started writing editorials about me and all of a sudden this story was a big thing i just did a great job at hiding my scar when i was posing on the stage but later on, when they found out, it actually became an inspiring story, like how this guy went from, you know, 65 kidney stones and, you know, going through all that to, you know, going on stage and winning shows and that kind of thing. Right. So I'm so grateful for it because it's kind of one of those stories like turning pain into power, you know. Absolutely. It's amazing how when someone tells us we can't or you know it's not going to happen for you it's just that it's, <laughs> it's enough of that motivation to kind of go you know i'm going to show you i'm going to tell you you know mm-hmm. i can show you wrong like it's 
as much as sometimes we hear those negative comments from people and it may mm-hmm. be taken that way, um, it, it can be very much a, a point of reference where you can use it as motivation to show them all. I mean, great athletes do it all the time, right? Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. for example, you know, getting cut from the high school varsity team and, and mm-hmm. so forth, other people that just have overcome uh, naysayers, really, is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think that any um, any person who's really committed to a goal, um, those kind of no's just, like, give you fire. They're They're, like, fire in your belly it's almost like extra like jet fuel you know for you to dig in deeper within yourself and like find find a deeper reason and then find like the drive and the motivation you know to do it so for me i'm definitely like that man (laughs) like tell me i can't do something and i'm gonna do it you know what i mean um and i know a lot of people who attend these kind of seminars, who are connected to Tony, uh, they're all like that, you know? We're we're all like those driven kind of individuals that just can't take no for an answer. (laughs) As Tony says, we're all hungry, right? The people that come to see him, they're hungry. They're hungry for more, right? Whether you're trying to get out of a situation because you hate it so much, or whether or not you're striving at the top of your game and you want more. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's um, it it never ends. The growth never ends. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there was something that you shared with me. You you spoke about uh, Tony Robbins, of course. You just shared about uh, Jim Rohn as well. How did you get into learning, getting into so many mentors? Like I'm much older than you, Kia, and I've only started to <laughs> learn some of these mentors recently in the last, let's say, five to seven years. But you have done this from a very young age. Why don't you share with the listeners how that came about? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pretty personal story I'd love to share with with uh, with you Um so when I was 11 years old is when we moved to Canada. And at the time, uh, my dad left and went back home and left my, me and my mom here. So I was raised by a single mom, pretty much. Um, and Man, I would imagine say, an 11-year-old kid. Yeah, <laughs> What's that? Like I, I would say like a lot of immigrant uh, families, pretty common. Like mm-hmm. I, I have like the same for a lot of my friends, Hong Kong, uh, you know, background. A lot of dads mm-hmm. just went back to Hong Kong and they just work in Hong Kong, right? And all that was mm-hmm. over here is mom and or kid, right? Depending on yeah, how, right? So it's not mm-hmm. uncommon by any means. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was an 11-year-old kid and I was trying to search for like kind of like a father figure. And at the time, what else happened is that uh, my dad kind of um, married someone else back home. <laughs> Which is not a common story that you hear, but um, I don't know. It's it's a pretty crazy story. But my mom was going through so much at the time. And, you know, unconsciously, she didn't mean to, but she was taking all the pressure out on me because she was very emotional. And, you know, she was dealing with it and she couldn't exactly talk to me about it and tell me exactly what's happened. So she'd just be very um, snappy and like, you know, the smallest thing would take her off and everything. So at this time, yeah, I was, I was just like, you know, searching for answers and like searching for like a father figure and like looking for, 
you know, where, where do I look to? And I came across, you know, a couple of Tony's books. I think the first one was Awaken the Giant Within. I was 15 years old and I started reading this and <laughs> I started watching Al Pacino movies and like reading his stuff. So Tony and Al Pacino were kind of like my father figures growing up. Like I looked to them for what I was searching for in a father. And I'm so grateful for that today because, you know, those are great men to look up to. And uh, studying Tony led me to Jim Rohn because that's his mentor. And, you know, I just started reading more and, you know, finding more books that I was interested in. And, um, you know, that's kind of what led me. So I think those little things that you're missing in life, it's funny how they actually direct you to, you know, finding something that not only fills that gap, but, you know, maybe even shapes who you are as your character. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, uh, for example, like I've, I've had a father my whole life. Okay. My, mm-hmm. my parents have been uh, married the, for over 40 years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I've always had a father, I've never really needed to feel like I needed to look for a, a father figure really. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would say that, you know, my father doesn't present to me the same opportunities that a Tony Robbins or a Jim Rohn might have. And mm-hmm. it's clear to me now, looking at how your life has been projected out since, mm-hmm. since you know, learning and, and hearing from those, from those mentors at such a younger age that, hey, this has shaped you in a much, much different way. Absolutely, Alan. And honestly, I I can't thank Tony enough, you know, for sharing this kind of material. And I just remember like reading this stuff and listening. And I was like, wow, Uh, you know, here's a guy who went through so much, who went through so much. And like, you know, the story about his mom and his family and how he got kicked out of his apartment and everything. And look at his life now. You know, so that was like um, kind of like what glued my life back together because at the time I was falling apart. Right. I was falling apart. I was I was that kid that would steal my mom's car at 15 years old, you know, and, and just go pick up all my friends and go grab a bottle of alcohol and go drink in the park and pass out. Sure. I was that kid until I found Tony and it just fully, you know, changed the direction of my life. And I felt such a significant impact from this transformation, from this personal transformation that I just dedicated my life to paying it forward and transforming other people's lives. So ever since then, you know, I'm very grateful to say I've, I've helped over a dozen athletes, you know, compete, you know, on like national levels. And all of them have placed top three. I've helped hundreds of people, you know, transform, whether it was a weight loss situation or even a health condition or rehab, you know, and, uh, you know, just transforming people's lives. And that mindset helps me when somebody's like, I want to lose weight, but then they have excuses. I'm like, wait a minute. I ca- I call them out on their bullshit. And I feel like Tony's material, it's, it's so powerful because any kind of transformation, it's not just physical or emotional. It, it takes that, level of mindset it takes that spiritual kind of force that drive and you know 
I feel like it, it's only it can only come from a natural place or having like a coach that can really put that into your brain. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's got to speak to you, really, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you really need to, you really need to embody it, believe in it, and and really go all in with it. Hmm. Hmm. So that's right. Having learned at an early age, and and having you know been practicing for a while, what are some of the takeaways or what's one of the biggest takeaways from Tony's technologies teachings or uh, his learnings that you you and you like or that you want to share oh um, there's so many it, I know but <laughs> there's so many but um, like it, it's it's crazy because it, it's crazy what you take away you know I've been to UPW three times now and you know, like I said, first time of 2013 led me to a whole bunch of beautiful stuff. 2017 was the next time where actually my friend Sina also joined me. And, you know, I took home something completely different. And then 2019, it was the first time crewing. And again, boom, took home something completely different. But I would say one of the most important things that has uh, shaped um you know, my daily life made me a better person, I would say. And, you know, is that thought that the greatness is already inside you. Like Tony always says that, you know, I'm not teaching you anything. This is not, I didn't do this to you. It's, it's your appreciation. It's your gratitude. It's, 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 it's your love. It's like you tapping inside into that force that's changing you. Right. So, one of the biggest things that's changed my life is the morning ritual, you know, morning priming. I don't care if I have a client at 6 a.m. I'll get up at 5 a.m. or 4.30 just so I can get in my priming, you know, because I feel like the world deserves the best version of me. And and I deserve the best version of me. So I've seen the change. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the difference where if I miss a day, <laughs> it's not the same. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm the kind of person I get up in the morning, Alan, and I'm like happy, you know, like I'm not one of those grumpy people in the morning. I get up in the morning and I'm happy and I'm ready to go. But the priming just takes you and like, you know, you, you can't even fit into your own skin anymore. It's like you're bursting with energy and love and passion. And, you know, you just want to get out there and it helps you like face your challenges better, you know, because we all have so many challenges in our daily lives. And you know how stressful it can get out there with people, you know, with with society you know what i mean but it just helps you center in and you know stay inside and you know live in action rather than reaction to your environment around i would say that's one of the biggest takeaways just becoming the best version of yourself and constantly working at it that's beautiful Hey, I'm curious uh, because I do a morning priming with uh, Sharon every morning as well. And um, I've shared my kind of routine and ritual. However, do you mind sharing with the listeners kind of what your routine is? Maybe, you know, like everyone kind of knows how Tony does it, but maybe you have Mm -hmm. a version of your own that you do. And maybe it might speak to somebody else that's listening and, and maybe they can try this out for themselves. Sure. Would love that. Um, so First thing I do is when I wake up, I uh, go and take a shower. And like, 
I'm a water baby, love that. So, and, and the thing is, I start my gratitude right away. Okay. Like, wake up with a grateful heart. Um, and as soon as I take a shower, I start being, you know, counting my blessings, you know, kind of say, like, start with my heart. Tony, uh, you know, really mentions the heart. So that's, that's had a big impact on me. Just the fact that I have a heart that's beating, that, you know, I'm, I'm living another day, that I have water that's dripping on me. You know what I mean? That I didn't have to do the plumbing for or anything, you know, that I have a roof over my head. I start counting my blessings, the smallest things in life, you know. And uh, I end that shower with about one minute to two, three minutes sometimes of cold shower. Love so I, and I try to decrease the temperature every day. I challenge myself to handle the cold. And it's funny because nowadays what used to be cold for me is not cold for me anymore <laughs> so you know kind of like that ice cold shower at the end and that helps like not only wake me up but almost like just gets me excited right now I feel like you know skin tightens up I, I can't tell I can't even I don't even know all the benefits but I know it kills like all the bad cells in your body improves your immune system yes. there's so many benefits circulation to that. all of this exactly Absolutely. exactly and by the way guys we live in canada so the cold <laughs> water in canada i know is way colder than the cold water in florida or las vegas i have a business in las vegas so i know the cold in canada is cold okay it's really cold so anyways <laughs> it's so true and like honestly like i share this with some of my friends they're like are you crazy like in canadian winter imagine taking like a cold shower they're like are you, you insane man i'm right with you, you know yeah i'm but right there with you what's crazy is it helps you even handle the cold better yeah like when you go when you go and face the winter in canada and you took a cold shower especially toronto you. Holy yes. <laughs> oh my God. We're in Vancouver. <laughs> we're like the California of Canada. So I, I can't even <laughs> complain compared to what you got. So, <laughs> um, yes. So, okay. Right. So once I finish that shower, I come out, I have a little coffee maker, you know, brew a little coffee while I'm doing that. I just put on my headset and either watch the Tony Robbins priming video from, um, 2017 UPW in New Jersey because I attended that and it helps me really just get into that exact moment and time and that's one of the moments that I'm so grateful for or sometimes I just do my own priming where I just sit still for 15 minutes and um, you know my priming routine is pretty much uh, what Tony does I follow his steps um, but again like it's always evolving so this upw that i just crewed for one of the cool things that got added to it is that every time we do the breathing at the beginning um we we would set an intention you know so there's three times that you do that repetition three you know uh three times that you do the three sets of 10 of the breathing right yes. and every time like for example the first intention is like gratitude you know and the second intention for the day, sometimes for me, it's like, you know, divine intervention, you know, like those, I, I welcome, you know, divine's hand in my life and, you know, those little coincidences and like, surprise me, you know, <laughs> like pleasant surprises, you know what I mean? Or sometimes like wholeness or, uh, you know, love and, and connection, you know what I mean? Or abundance and, you know, 
And sometimes it's just like burning desire. Just like fill me up with as much fire as you can today. You know what I mean? So I kind of set those intentions, do the breathing, and then, uh, you know, go through the three specific moments and relive them, you know, with gratitude. And it's funny, at, at least one of those moments every time is from a Tony Robbins event. <laughs> and, um, you know, after that, just, you know, letting letting my energy heal and strengthen and strengthening the best parts of you and consciously focusing on it and tuning in <clears throat> and followed by three specific things that I already see accomplished. So, so three specific goals and kind of reliving them as if they're already happened, you know, um, and I always use the firewalk example as this, you know, because it's like, you know, you got to already see yourself on the other side celebrating before you take the first step on the fire, you know, and uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's helped me a lot just putting my goals and, you know, goals, ambitions, like dreams, all of that into perspective and kind of um, <clears throat> assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, like yeah. living it as if I already got it, you know, totally. <laughs> It just makes you so much more grateful. Like, imagine, like, all your dreams, like, everything you want is on its way to you. Like, how do you feel? Boom. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I think that that's, you know, it's a great reminder for people. Um, I've, I've been priming now for uh, five to six years is what it is since my my first introduction to Tony and what he does. And, you know, me and Sharon have, evolved our prime and, and like you shared here you just add something from uh just recently in Mar uh, march from upw mm -hmm. right so it mm -hmm. keeps evolving i don't i think that people need to understand as well that hey don't beat yourself up about hey you, something isn't working for you or you're not doing the priming just the exact same way as tony's doing it mm -hmm. it needs to speak to you is what it needs to be right so yes yeah but I think absolutely, the, yeah. The one key here that I'm noticing between all primings primarily is the goals, the goals, mm -hmm. and seeing them as completed or finished is what it is, right? And mm -hmm. being, being able to create that feeling within that, hey, this is already done. You 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 don't even mm -hmm. have to think about it anymore. You're gonna just go through the motions. And you're going to go mm -hmm. through the process. You're going to enjoy the process today. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you see that as accomplished and completed. So that's something for me and Sharon as well. We do three things that we're going to make today great, right? And already mm -hmm. see that as being complete. And it's not easy every day. Not every day is the same where you see it the same way where, oh, yeah, it's so <clears throat> easy and I can see it completed. Some days is a little more struggle, right? But at the same time, you still put in that practice and that routine and that ritual in place. Absolutely, Alan. And, it, you know, I'd love to add something to that is, you know, be firm in, in, you know, your practice, but be a little flexible in your approach. Like, for example, Beautiful. some days I have a little more time in the morning. And um, another amazing person that I met at this UPW in L.A., uh, her name is Kim, and she kind of inspired me to do morning pages after. So now you're clear 
and it's like writing like three pages in the morning, you know, and I added a little something on my own. I was like, okay, well, I'm a musician. So I, I play a little guitar, even if it's one minute or two minutes, just a little jam to get myself pumped up or put on some music and like dance or, you know, jump up and down, just get myself into the best possible state that I can. But there are certain days that I don't have as much time and I don't even have enough time to, let's say, listen to Tony's uh, priming and mm -hmm. do the whole 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'll do my own 10 minute version fast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just go through everything and just, you know, make you move, make you move, you know. But I, I feel like that's so crucial because sometimes we can beat ourselves up, you know, because we're just thinking perfection, perfection. There's no perfection in life, you know. One day you might do a 10-minute version. One day you can, you're blessed to do one-hour version, two-hour version. You know what I mean? But as long as you get it in every day and you give yourself that love and appreciation every single day before you face the world, I think that's key. Couldn't agree with you more. That's so beautiful you <laughs> shared it that way. I love it because... Um, you're absolutely right. I used to beat myself up about it as well. Like at the beginning, I'd be like, hey, me and Sharon, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. We're going to do it before we start our day, all this sort of stuff, you know. <clears throat> and when that didn't happen, I'm telling you, Kia, there were days where I'd be like, what the F? Like, why? <laughs> why, did, why did it have to be like that? And it was silly. It was absolutely re really silly. To the point mm -hmm. where now, just as you shared with your 10-minute priming, I'll do the same. For example, um, when I'm in Las Vegas, I love going to this tennis clinic. But there's days where I can't even, I don't even have time to prime literally at my place before I go. <laughs> so as mm -hmm. I'm driving in, you know, I'm stopped at the red light. I'm like, give yourself this moment right now. you got 30 seconds to just... Mm -hmm. eat prime and be in your intention in make create your intention what's going to be great for today and really see it believe it and 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 be there just at least for 10 seconds you know just so that you can feel that moment so that you can at least push in that direction and you never never ever go a day without it that's amazing alan for sure absolutely couldn't agree with you more yeah Anytime you can squeeze it, you know, like what did, what do they say? Net time, no extra time. That's right. You're in the elevator, you know? Exactly. <laughs> we all have those awkward moments in the elevator where, you know, everybody looks at their phone. Close your eyes and live that dream, you know, or, or say hi to somebody, you know, and lift up their day. You know what I mean? I feel like those little moments in life, just making the best of them can be a game changer, you know? Those little inches we need are everywhere around us. Couldn't, yeah, I love that. I really love that. Amazing. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. That, that really, uh, I think that helps, you know, it brings some perspective for me, one. And then as well, brings perspective for the listeners and people listening. And hopefully somebody who's listening can understand that, hey, I don't have to do it the way that I've always been doing it, or I can have the flexibility to change the routine a little bit. But the one mm -hmm. thing I do think is consistent from what I've heard from everybody is the fact mm -hmm. that they have your goals set out, right? And really believe that they're, they not only can be done, they are done already. 
that they mm -hmm. are already complete and you have that feeling inside that yes it's complete i love that i love that because it just helps you be that person you know be that person now you know rather than wait for something to happen to be that person it's like be that person now and be just as grateful because that's gonna make everything happen faster you know <laughs> absolutely well i love I, that i love how your um your coach uh darren uh may rest in peace of course um thank you he he kind of shared that goal with you and uh meaning to compete and become a uh a bodybuilding model because not so much because of the accolades and not mm -hmm. so much because of um, what people would think of you. And that, that, that still does matter and that's still important. However, I think more importantly, and one thing that I've really uh, taken heart recently is mm -hmm. it is more because of the person you became from going through that process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And uh, I like I just remember going through my training, Alan, and a lot of people offered to help, but I was determined. I was like, no, he's my coach and he taught me. So I was training by myself, but I could hear his voice in my head like two more. You got it in you. You know what I mean? And I would pull in two more, you know, just because of, you know, his voice in my head. And it's amazing what that does. And uh, like somebody believing in you, sometimes it just takes one person, you know, to really believe in you and like maybe share a little thought or a little um, an idea that just like shifts everything or like, you know, makes a light bulb go on in your head, that kind of thing. And, you know, some people argue that I don't have anybody like that. Sometimes you just need to be that person for yourself, you know. When there's no one else, but it always helps to have a coach who who kind of sees maybe more in you than you see in yourself. Definitely. I mean, all all great people stood on the shoulders of others who have brought mm -hmm. them there. You know, no one did it on their own, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's gotten help along the way, so. Mm -hmm. Don't believe that you need to just do it on your own. You just need to believe in yourself is what you do need to mm -hmm. do, as Kia is saying here, right? And mm -hmm. the one thing that uh, I just want to emphasize based on what, what, you know, the goals that you have already accomplished, which is that, you know, when you set out a goal, please really, it's not about attaining the goal. It is really about what you become by attaining that goal. When you become mm -hmm. a millionaire, it's not about becoming a millionaire. It's really about who you become when you attain that million dollars is what it is. So essentially we grow so that we can give, we grow so that we can contribute. We, mm -hmm. we grow more so that we can give more. And um, it's clear now as to you your growth and your journey and how you're able to give back to the people that you just shared that you helped train and this sorts of thing absolutely alan honestly it all comes down to that you know like and a lot of people think of the, you know i guess people I, I can't say a lot of people because when we're talking to the tony robbins community 
it's actually a lot less people. <laughs> but I'm talking general population, you know, they, they think that putting a lot of time for yourself is, is selfish, you know, versus you need to do that. You owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, you owe it to all your loved ones and everyone in the world to, to work on yourself and fill your own cup. So it's like overflowing onto everyone around you. And I think that part of the priming practice and, you know, all these seminars we attend and getting a coach and reading books, it's all about that. Like just, you know, fill, fill yourself up and become more, become better, become more, elevate yourself more so you elevate everyone around you with you, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, my, my whole thing is that you, you can give, but you can only give where you're abundant. You can only mm-hmm. give from where you have abundance. So you could mm-hmm. have abundance in money. You could have mm-hmm. abundance in knowledge. You could have abundance in skill, right? You mm-hmm. could have abundance in time, but you can only give from your abundance. So grow so much that you're abundant in many areas so that you can give from many areas. Absolutely. I love that, Alan. I love how you put it. Um, there's so much growth, so much learning. You've, you're already doing training, but Hey, tell us what else are you doing here? What, what, tell us maybe a little bit about your music career. What, what's going on <laughs> for you now? Uh, absolutely. Alan. So, um, I was, I, I've been playing music like all my life. I started with a traditional Persian instrument, uh, called sitar when I was seven years old. And, um, kind of stopped playing that when I moved to Canada because it didn't fit in with the culture. Um, And in high school, I picked up the guitar, uh, started writing a lot. I've been writing all my life. I think that's my go-to place. That's how I express my emotions. Uh, That's how I express my life experiences, you know. Um, Unless somebody asks me a question, I don't usually talk a lot unless it's a subject I know a lot about, like, for example, like fitness and health and that kind of thing. So with with music, it helped me express all the things that maybe I couldn't say, you know, like today was the first time in my life where I shared that story about my mom and dad, like even my best friends didn't know, but it comes out through my writing. And it was just the way it was just an outlet, you know, to to to, you know, express myself and get out my emotions and what I'm feeling. So picked up the guitar, started playing, started writing. When I was 21 years old, I recorded my first song in the studio and uh, never released it. Um, I was in a band from 2014 to 2017 uh, with one of my friends uh, since high school. Uh, The band was called Empire 11. We released a couple of tracks from 2014 to 2017. They did pretty well independently. Um, you know, they're still being aired on some satellite channels and stuff like that. And then, like, after um, the UPW 2017 is when I decided, okay, you know what? It's time for me to share a little more of my own voice, and I'd love to pursue my career as a solo artist. And uh, um, started working on my album, and um, I have one more track to go. Till the album is finished, uh, my first album, I'm very excited to say. And I only recently started releasing some of these tracks. So I've released three tracks so far. I actually released one last week called Never Let You Go. And um, 
they're all, all all major platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. And uh, you know, really started getting into it. The album's called Love in Every Language, and it's really like I think the name says a lot about it, but basically love in every language. So music is a universal language bringing all cultures, all um, ethnicities, uh, all races, you know, together and being living in a city like Toronto um, really helps because we have people from all over the world. And I felt like, you know, a lot of music today doesn't really have too much meaning behind it. And I was like, okay, let's use music for good. You know, let's, let's have some message that can maybe inspire people and bring them together and make a move and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's where I'm at with my music right now. Amazing. And guys, I'm going to put on the show notes where you can start listening to them, the names and tracks here. And of course, Kia, please let me know when the full album gets released so I can add it to the show notes as well. So people can find you and, and listen to the music and, um, you know, follow along with your journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alan. And honestly, it's going to be a pretty busy summer for me in terms of music because I kind of recorded everything and held on to them till now. <laughs> and now we're kind of releasing them back to back because I want to have a little more consistency, you know. So pretty much every four to six weeks, you can look forward to a new track from me. Um, so anybody who who likes to listen they can search me up on spotify or apple music it's kia with two eyes so k-i-i-a and yeah would would love to hear your feedback and we actually played some of the one of the best experiences of my life alan i need to share this with you it, upw 2019 was the first time i crewed and i was like okay i'm gonna volunteer you know, no expectations. I'm going there to give and I need to pay this forward. Tony's made such a significant impact in my life. I need to pay it forward. And it was beautiful. Just like giving and seeing 15,000 people's lives change and their eyes light up and, you know, like really, be, you know, playing a small role in that and seeing it from the other side, you know, it was so beautiful seeing that shift. And, you know, I wasn't there to talk about me. I wasn't there to, you know, promote my music or anything like that. But what happened was really, really cool because a couple of people that were crewing with me, uh, we had a couple of conversations. One of them is Michael Blosser, like who I'm eternally grateful for. And they just naturally started sharing my song. So one of the moments that I always go back to was the last day of us crewing on that Sunday I never forget this. My voice was already gone and we're like tired from like five, six days of just like <laughs> sleeping three, four hours a night. You know how it gets yeah. when you're crewing, right? And we went to the staff room and we were supposed to have this big, big crew meeting, like six, 700 people in the room. And all of a sudden I was having a conversation with somebody and I'm like, am I tripping out? Like I, I just heard my song come on. I'm like, what's going on right now? Like, and I looked over. So Michael had passed my song over to the DJ. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I see everybody like moving and dancing to them. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So we all start dancing with it. And I thought that's it. I'm like, all right, this is great. This was complete surprise to me. And then all of a sudden 
they pass me a mic and they're like, you need to perform. And I'm like, no, like, are you kidding me? Like, my voice is gone. Like, I'm not ready. I don't even have the instrumental track here. And boom, the DJ plays the instrumental track. And I even remember passing the mic back. I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, my voice is gone. I'm not even doing this right now. And I remember, I think it was Sophia. She came up to me and she was like, Kia, this is your moment. Like, you need to do this right now. Like, and I was like, all right, complete surprise, Alan. I jump on stage. I started performing and like to this day, every time I meditate, one of the primary things that comes in my mind, one of the moments that I'm so grateful for is that moment because it was beautiful and divine and all I had asked for going into uh, that volunteer crewing experience was divine intervention and it led me to some of the most beautiful moments in my life that I wasn't even expecting. And just seeing the whole crew jamming to it and moving and clapping and like dancing along. And even a couple of people came on stage and started dancing. It was so beautiful. I'll never forget that day. So now I'm so grateful to have like a family. Like I've, I've performed for crowds before, but that moment it was like, I'm performing for my family. You know, it's like my extended family over here, you know? I mean, I wasn't in the room. There was 700 of us, obviously, the many roles and many jobs going on at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I did happen to catch a video of that, which was amazing. I did catch that and I did get to see it, which was really amazing. And it's amazing what happens when you're really, when you're put on the spot and you need to perform. It just comes through, mm-hmm. right, is what it is, right? You you realize that you are and you are capable of so much more than you ever give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And, and I feel like those moments in life, like, we really get a choice, you know, because everybody gets that nervous feeling. Like, I was nervous at that moment. I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm not prepared for this. But that's also the beauty of it, not being prepared and, like, you know, just going for it anyway you know i feel like that's some of the that, that's where some of the biggest growth for us happens like i feel like a big um almost like layer of whatever you can call it like whether you you want to call it ego or you know a, a layer of protection that i had just went off that moment and like I, I, my my life will never be the same and and Nowadays, every opportunity I get to share and every opportunity I get to speak, every opportunity I get to perform, I, I take it. I take it. And, you know, I just trust that the universe already gave me everything I need to be prepared in that moment, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think that uh, those are the greatest lessons in life. That's where the greatest amount of personal growth happens is what... Mm-hmm. I'm 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 so happy that you took the opportunity and continue to take the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Honestly, it's it's. Uh, I I really look forward to growing with this beautiful family, and uh, just sharing more and more of it. Um, I actually got a couple of offers to perform. Um, different events from that specific performance so i'm grateful for that and uh, a couple of them are actually tony robbins related um you know a couple of events that came through 
that that specific event and just look forward to sharing more and you know giving more and having people feel my music and you know <laughs> it's funny because some of the, my biggest fan base right now is is out of US uh, and and Canada actually became second <laughs> US is number 1 now so i'm really grateful for that that's amazing that's amazing well thank you for coming uh here onto the show i'm so grateful we got to meet that serendipitous moment where uh, I was talking to Angela. And of course, you're going to her event, uh, Triumph Over Trauma. Um, Absolutely. And I'm performing there too. <laughs> so uh, ex excited for you there. And just grateful that we had the opportunity to connect. And uh, another fellow Canadian, just amazing. Amazing, Alan. Honestly, it was such a pleasure meeting you. And like I said, like that was so divine, you know? Like, even how we met, you know? And I believe in those things, you know? You're constantly being guided. And if, we're just, if we just embrace that and take it in for real, that the universe is on our side and is already working overtime to make everything happen for us, it will just help us relax and appreciate life a little bit more and just be present in the moment, you know? Well said. So as, thank you for listening. And uh, I'm going to have the show notes about Kia's music, uh, all his albums, what's happening, any updates that might occur as well. And of course, um, if you're in the Toronto area, please don't hesitate to reach out to Kia. If you're looking for some fitness goals or if you just want to connect from, from that perspective, uh, if you're in the Tony community. I know you guys have a big following over there in Toronto. I think there's like, in the group, there's over like 2,000 people or something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We got an incredible team, actually, here in Toronto. That's amazing. So, and I always love connecting with people. So anybody who resonates with anything on this podcast uh, would love to connect and would love to hear, you know, your feedback and, you know, learn and grow together, you know? Mm -hmm.